0: Girls5eva is now streaming on Netflix and is for your Emmy consideration for Outstanding Comedy Series and all other eligible categories. Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in to episode 61 of Awards Chatter, the Hollywood Reporters Awards podcast. I'm the host Scott Feinberg and this very special edition, a roundtable conversation with seven of this year's Tony-nominated actresses, is brought to you by the iconic Empire Hotel on New York's Upper West Side, as well as The Humans, a new play by Stephen Karam that's been nominated for six Tony Awards, including Best Play. Directed by Tony winner Joe Mantello, you can get your tickets for The Humans right now at Broadway.com. Now let's get down to business. Our guests today are Michelle Williams, who's playing Una, a young woman who tracks down a decades-older man with whom she had a sexual relationship when she was 12, in the play *Blackbird*. Cynthia Arivo, who's playing Celie, a poor black woman who refuses to let years of abuse crush her soul in the musical The Color Purple. Jessica Lang, who's playing Mary Tyrone, a morphine-addicted matriarch of a troubled family in the play Long Day's Journey Into Night. Jesse Mueller, who's playing Jenna, a waitress and pie-maker extraordinaire stuck in an abusive marriage in the musical Waitress. Megan Hilty, who played Brooke, a skimpily-clad and not-especially-sharp actress in the play, Noises Off. Laura Benanti, who's playing Amalia, a store clerk exchanging love letters with a man she's never met in the musical She Loves Me. And Lupita Nyong'o, who's playing the girl, a child bride lured into becoming a mercenary during Liberia's second civil war, in the play, Eclipsed. So without further ado, let's go to that conversation. Thank you all for being here, I really appreciate it. These are some some cheerful parts. (laughs) Cheerful, lighthearted. We are very honored to have all of you, and the first thing I want to cover is going to be directed at individuals, and then after that it's a free-for-all, but we just have to cover a few things first. Lupita, this is the first time since your Oscar win in 2013's 12 Years a Slave Mm -hmm. that we are getting to see you facially uh, acting. We've seen you in Star Wars, and and the Java book but we're seeing you again and I just wonder, I know you have quite a history with Eclipse, can you share how it came into your life?
1: Yeah, so I went to the Yale School of Drama and the year I got there, the very first thing I was assigned to understudy was Eclipsed. (laughs) I was on a flight from Kenya on one day and then two days later I was in the, the rehearsal room understudying the role I'm currently playing. And I just remember just being so astounded by the story that Danai Gurira had created, these five very specific women in a very specific war. And uh, she takes us into that world that I knew very little of and really has us fall in love with every single one of those women. And I just felt like it was a role I needed to play at some point. And so I put it on that bucket list and Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to do this one day, even if it's in a living room somewhere. (laughs) And uh, and then after my life changed because of 12 Years a Slave, when I was asked what I wanted to do, this was it. Wow. Um, And
0: did it at the public, and now? Yes, I did it at
1: the public for 10 weeks. And now we're on Broadway for 17. Great.
0: Jessica, 16 years ago, you played Mary Tyrone. What made you decide to put yourself through this again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, for me, at this point in my life, there's no greater role. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do think it is a monumental play. I think it's O'Neill's best play, and I think it may be one of the greatest plays, if not the greatest play, in the American theater. So. It is, you know, it's an honor to be able to come back to this. And I find returning to uh, a part, especially after those, well, in this case, those interim 16 years, you know, there's so much, there's so much more that you can bring to it because of your own life experience, whatever that is, you know, loss, um, disappointment, what all the things that come with living? <laughs> um, so it was, you know, it was something, I mean, not unlike what Lupita said, it's something I've had in my mind for 16 years that I wanted to return to this and do another production.
0: Laura, it's not often that a soprano gets to be funny. And I believe that this is a part that has intrigued you even just, I guess, vocally only for most of your life, right? I mean, before yeah. you'd ever seen it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm just a full-blown musical theater nerd. So I grew up listening to this record. My mom had the original cast recording with Barbara Cook on it, and I would listen since I was maybe four or five years old and be singing along with her. Um, humor is the lens through which I see the world. Um, for better or for worse, it gets me in trouble a lot. <laughs> um, so for me to be able to sing this incredibly difficult coloratura operatic score whilst being funny, like having true moments of comedy. It's so refreshing, because so often as a soprano, you're the heart of the show, but everything is like a little wide-eyed and a little like, and then she swooned. So to play a fully drawn human woman, especially in a, in a revival that was written in 1962, it's just, it's a joy. And and I what I do like is that audiences respond so much to a soprano voice, and people aren't writing for sopranos anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that when we are able to revive shows in which the soprano voice is highlighted, that people go like, oh yeah, that too. You know, there's also room.
0: Yeah. Sure. Jessie Cerebrillis, who's quite a singer in her own right, came to see you in beautiful, and I wonder if you can take the story from there.
4: Well, I didn't I didn't know that part of the story <laughs> that you're getting to, I guess. I, I, did, I did meet her on the opening night of Beautiful, and I had been a fan. And um, I remember she and Phil Collins were there. I don't think they were there together, but I met them at like, the same time, and I kind of, I, I, I geeked out a little bit, right. and um, yeah. And then, and then she told me later on that after she saw that, because she had been working on Waitress for a couple years, I think, at that point, and she, she kind of saw it, and she went, hmm. Maybe that girl could do that part. <laughs> but I didn't know that until we started working together on the project.
0: Sure. Megan, I understand you've pretty much exclusively done musicals prior to this. Was it sort of a long time desire of yours to get into a play? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Um, there's this really strange thing that happens people think that um, people who normally do musicals suddenly can't act. Yes. I got so it's many amazing. backhanded compliments at the stage door, <laughs> mm-hmm. where they were like, "Oh, wow! We we didn't know that you'd actually be able to act without singing." And I was like, "What do you think happens when you're like, like, no, do you,
3: you just can't sing.'
5: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, it doesn't yeah, mean you can't. It happened act. a lot. So, t- yeah, of course, uh, especially for somebody who's already been established as a musical theater actress primarily. It, this was a huge deal for for me to get cast in this, and it was
0: very grateful. Nice. Well, Cynthia, you, like a lot of us, saw the Steven Spielberg yeah. movie, The Color yes. Purple, yeah, yeah. 1985 film. And I believe it made a big impact on you. And then your association with this role actually goes back a few years already, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. So I did this the first time in London mm-hmm. in a little tiny theater called The a Chocolate Factory, yes. and it held 200 people. So you were literally singing in someone's face (laughs) (laughs) on their laps, basically. Um, And I guess uh, on the, I think it was the opening night or first preview, Scott Sanders, the producer, asked me if I'd be up for coming to do this on Broadway. And I was really English about it, and I thought he was joking. So I said, oh, that's really nice. So if you'll have me, great, (laughs) fabulous. And then didn't think anything of it until I got a call from my agent telling me that that was the plan. Mm. and They wanted to, to bring it here. And um, it turns out that my director, John Doyle, didn't want to do it without me. Um, and I'm completely grateful for that. And so I'm stuck with this show, which has basically changed my whole desire life. I didn't know it would do that but it has. And I'm sat here with you. <laughs> um, which is surreal, but wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And Michelle, it wasn't long ago, you made your Broadway debut in a musical, Cabaret, did a great job. Were you anxious to get right back? I mean, you didn't take a lot of time between these. <laughs> no, I was not no. at all. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I, I have this like habit of not really thinking things through and then saying yes, because I think like, Well, my heart wants to do it and then I don't really think about sort of like consequences or like (laughs) possibilities and I did cabaret for a year almost a year and that was a little too long for my first time on Broadway and so I was tired afterwards and I didn't really I didn't plan on taking on the, the schedule and the pressure and the everything again, but when I read this play, I was like, well, here we go. Like, I'm gonna do that thing where I'm like, my heart wants to, right. so,
0: yeah. Um, I wanna ask you guys, and again, anybody jump in who feels like it, the difference between being the first person to play a role on Broadway versus being the you know, 10th, 12th, whatever, obviously, in this year here at this table, we have Jesse Lupita and Michelle, who are the first to play these roles on Broadway. The rest of you have stepped into shoes that have been occupied by others before. I wonder, is it, you know, compare and contrast the, the experience and just, you know, when you're the first, I'm sure, you know, it's got its own harrowing aspects, but when you're stepping into parts that have been played by greats before you, uh, is that daunting, knowing that there are these inevitable comparisons and things like that?
2: Um.
0: And I'm gonna to go to Jessica okay. because you have played three Broadway roles
2: are the three greats. Oh yeah, greats, played you know? more than anybody. I else. Mean, yeah, Audrey, Streetcar, and now Long It's nuts, right. but yeah. um, again, it's kind of like how do you say no to any of those right. parts? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you step into this kind of abyss, and, <laughs> but no, I never think about that. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I hadn't seen Long Day's Journey on stage. I mean, I did the one production in London, but of course you're not like, observing you're not in the audience you're not watching another actor play the part so and the only thing that i was familiar with is the sydney lumet film with hepburn and ralph richardson and jason robards and it was as though i was doing it Mm -hmm. alone for the Mm -hmm. first time Mm -hmm. so i didn't have any anything in my mind that was kind of you know that thing of And, I mean, you can't think in those terms, I don't think, ever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no matter, you know, if you're doing it for the first revival or, in my case, God knows how many revivals of this play have been done, and will continue to be done, and that's the way it should be, Mm -hmm. and everybody will put their own mark on it, and everybody will come to it with a different set of, you know, emotional experiences, and... Every audience will respond differently to each performance, and that's mm-hmm. that's why it's theater. Right. You know, yeah, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I know, Laura, you've done a lot more revivals than yeah. new shows. Is that mm-hmm. is that a choice based on early experiences, or is that just the way it's worked out?
3: I I don't think I've made a lot of choices in my life. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, oh, this is where I am now. This river pushed me here. So. Yeah, I think because, again, I'm a soprano, I end up in a lot of revivals, because there aren't a lot of new shows in which the soprano voice is Uh-oh. showcased. And, you know, just what Jessica Lang said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, don't, like, you don't go into it no. going like, I have to be a carbon copy of so-and-so. No. You go into, yeah.
2: I approach it like it's a brand new play. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and also, know, I mean, so just right. to add to that, I mean, there's a reason these plays are revived. Yes. Right. Because right. the parts are great, the exactly. stories are right. great. They're exactly. worth seeing decade after decade, yeah. you know? Yes. So I mean, those are some of the greatest parts you'll ever come upon. And You're not mm-hmm. going to like say, "Oh, I can't Mm-mm. do that," because exactly. you know, right. it's not 50 years then. ago, so and so did it. I mean, <laughs> right. it's like. At you know, the same no. time, yeah. it's
0: got to be kind of nice, Jesse, when you're whether it's beautiful or waitress now, to know that you're kind of setting the bar in a way you don't have to be compared to somebody else. Yeah,
4: I mean, uh, I think it's a whole different set of challenges because there is nothing to compare it to, but you. You're also creating something from the ground up, which is a joy. But it's also very, very difficult work. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I mean, to me, it's amazing that. That I, I can't, I don't write. I don't, I don't have that gift. Like, I think it's amazing. People can write a play or write a musical and out of nowhere and come up with these stories and know how to craft something and work with an audience <laughs> during previews and figure out what's working and what's not and make all these decisions. It's amazing to me that it ever happens, true. But yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a thrill, and when you get to work with people that that are open to working with you, and what you're, like you said, what you personally are bringing to it, mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean, like like you were saying, just you only have you to filter through, so it's your experience and your mm-hmm. emotions and all those things.
0: Because in this case, it's literally tailored the keys to your voice, uh, right? Yeah, so. I mean, it,
4: yeah, it was amazing. Right. Sarah, Sarah was very open to that. She was like, no, whatever key y'all need to sing in it, I want this <laughs> to be, I want it to be comfortable enough for you so that you feel like so that you feel strong in it, right. so that you can you can bring your best to it. Nice.
3: That would be nice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great.
0: Let's talk about stamina and endurance because you guys are all going through a workout here. This one ran a marathon. Yeah. It was oh, That was amazing. This jerk. But let's just, let's just put out, I mean, some
4: you of You the, ran a marathon? Yes. Before I ran two shows. Yes. You hear yeah. this story. Not you know.
0: cool. She ran a marathon between two shows. Before two shows. I have a marathon. I have two hours two hours but <laughs> 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 a, 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 so a <laughs> <Yes. Right. laughs> But, like, that's incredible. What's also incredible is whether it's Jessica going and doing four hours or- Michelle at ninety minutes no intermission going full speed the whole time. I mean you guys look like you're gonna collapse at the end of it. Um, I just wonder how do you guys prepare yourselves for this kind of endurance test and how do you then manage the the pain when it when it's over? I mean it really seems to be, you know, have, have lasting effects. I've heard some of you talking before. So what's the what's the secret?
6: I take it minute by minute. I have to take yeah. it step by step, otherwise I'd never get there. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's just because of the emotional journey that this character particularly takes and the amount of time I have to be on stage without leaving, mm-hmm. if I start to think about where I need to get to, I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. It's impossible, so you just take it one by one. For me, mm-hmm. take it a step by step.
1: And yeah. I find that, if I've been thinking about this recently, I find that that's the challenge. For yeah. me, the hardest time is the moments before I get on stage, yeah. mm-hmm. when you j- when the mountain is ahead of you mm-hmm. right. and you're just like, I can't, I can't, and every day, it's It's total panic and confusion Mm -hmm. as to how this is supposed to happen, especially feeling the way I feel that moment, you know? The Mm -hmm. exhaustion my body is experiencing, you know, even just being parched in the throat, Mm -hmm. drinking water, and it's just not doing enough, (laughs) you know? And it's just like that, and then they say places, and you get there, Mm -hmm. and you get on that train, and before you know it, it's over. It's actually blissful when it's happening, mm-hmm. and everything yeah. around it yeah, is chaos. Guess, guess. <laughs> but it is.
2: I mean, I always yeah. use that analogy. It is like getting on a train. Yes. You know, it feels yeah. like this enormous freight train coming, and you, you either get on, or if you don't get on, you're, you're yes. going to yes. get, we'll get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just kind of carries you along. Once mm-hmm. you step out on stage, I mean, it's like, it is amazing, and and I find sometimes with. You know, those moments where you like suddenly like. You drift for an instant, mm-hmm. and you think, "Oh God, where are we in this <laughs> now? Mm-hmm. Are we like... and how... and... and then it's just that thing of being able to like look in the other actor's eyes, yes. and mm-hmm. then it's okay. suddenly it just like, yeah. Whoosh, yeah. and you're yeah, back yeah. there, yes. and it all... and you do, you just take it one moment at it, mm-hmm. yes. which is a great, isn't it? I mean, it really is a gift for actors because it's what you know, in Buddhist philosophy yes. and everything, it's all about trying to learn to be in the moment yes. and like be present in the moment. Right. And yes. as an actor, that's what you do, that is your practice. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it, then you've really mm-hmm. screwed up yes. and you've screwed everybody yeah. else mm-hmm. up around you too. No.
0: Even if you're in the moment though, you're, you're still, your body's gonna feel it. And so oh, I wonder yeah. how you <laughs> deal with that aspect of it. I mean, Laura, you went into yours already dealing with some health oh, issues, right? Yeah. Maybe you can talk us through well, that. Just to
3: piggyback onto yeah. what Jessica said, you know, it is a wonderful opportunity to practice mindfulness, which mm-hmm. I feel like in our culture in particular right now, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of. So I try to look at it in a way as a gift so that I'm not yeah. looking at it as like I'm so tired and I want to blow my brains out. Um, <laughs> but you know I, I I think it takes a village for me you know i had I have pre-existing injuries from when I broke my neck and into the woods. So that's a constant, yeah, you know, that was a bummer. So that's a constant thing for me of Sean Gallagher, my physical therapist. Mm. and then my husband, who has to deal with me being on vocal rest all the time. You know and my dresser Holly and the woman who does my hair Victoria when I'm like I can't do this and I'm crying and I'm exhausted yeah. they're like you can you can yeah. and they get me out there so I, I feel gratitude for that and yeah I, I was really sick I had horrible horrible well I had an allergic reaction to an antibiotic the day before our first preview and I went to the hospital <laughs> Thank and they put me on prednisone and they put me on a lot of prednisone and it busted my immune system. And so I ended up with like all these crazy sores all over my body. It was just like nuts, but still (laughs) on stage being like, everything's great. And then going off stage and Sobbing and yeah. like, yeah, it was it was nuts. So performing when you're ill is really difficult. Yeah. But sometimes in a weird way, yeah. when you're sick, and so like none of my other defenses, my nerves can't get in the way. Your ego I, can't, in the ego way. can't get in. Your ego can't get. You're right? just
4: yeah. there, yeah. and you yeah. learn. You have uh, yeah. like hyper focus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. It always.
2: It, I mean, sometimes. especially in that like extraordinary fatigue. and you know, mm-hmm. we'll come on for our second show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. And you'd you'd have no idea how it, it, it becomes and I don't mm-hmm. mean to sound kind of new age like no, that's great. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but it is almost an outer body yes. experience. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean you don't it's like something else mm-hmm. takes over. Yeah. 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 And it's it's doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, what wherever that reserve of energy or I don't know, something channel, whatever it is, it gets you through.
0: So, Megan, you're the one person whose show has already wrapped. You've had, how good does it it feel when you finally can kind of (laughs) sleep in and and how long does it take the body to recover oh, i have a one-year-old oh there's sorry sleep sleep. Yeah, yeah no
5: no i'm still dealing with physical things that i bruised my tailbone i wrenched my neck there's th- there are, <laughs> i mean I, this play was the hardest thing i have ever done physically mentally so hard. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are so hard, man. well and and just eight shows a week. There's nothing harder. No, the, 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 you can have an 18-hour day on set, and it's n- nothing is mm-hmm. is like keeping stamina for right. an eight-show week. I, so yeah, I'm still still recovering <laughs> from from that.
0: So on this crop of shows, Jesse's been directed by Diane Paulus. Lupita's been directed by Liz Altami, The rest of you have been directed by men. And I wonder for you, oh, does what? it make a difference? It might. Right. Yes. Yeah, correct. Right. Okay. Um, I wonder, does it, in, in this particular group of shows, though, so mm. does it make a difference? Do you find yourself more comfortable working with a woman or, or not?
6: I'm just comfortable working with someone who really wants to get the work done properly. Mm-hmm. That's just it, really. I've worked with both men and women mm-hmm. as directors, and I've found both times that both of them wanted to get the work out well and put something on stage that was human and connected and. Uh, John Doyle is no different. He's brilliant, actually. I must say, mm-hmm. he's wonderful, yeah. and I owe him a lot. He's
0: wonderful. Mm. Yeah. But Peter Jesse, do you feel?
1: Well, uh, eclipsed was always in the hands of Liesel, as far as I knew. I have known it, and it is a piece that is it's a very, very intimate female piece. The writer's mm. female, all the characters are female, and Danai deliberately left out the masculine aspect because war is so much like driven by male energy and m- males that the female story seldom gets told. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to give voice to that experience and highlight it. So I feel particularly with this piece, it being in a woman's hands mm-hmm. was very, very helpful to really getting into the, the nuances of uh, of, of the effects of sexual brutality on mm-hmm. the female body and the mm-hmm. female spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This Broadway season, the two most nominated shows are Hamilton and Shuffle Along, which feature big and almost entirely- Sorry,
8: enti- what was that first one you mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> big and almost entirely non-white cast. Additionally, there is Eclipse, which is the first Broadway production in history to be written, directed, and performed exclusively by black women. That's
2: awesome. And
0: The Color Purple, which obviously centers around black actresses. Yep. Audiences on Broadway are incredibly diverse this year. Mm-hmm. It's, a, yeah, it's yep. very interesting, and I wonder for you, what can our viewers who are gonna be watching this in Hollywood learn from Broadway?
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, good work is good work wherever it comes from and whoever it comes from, and that everyone should be able to tell a story no matter what it is. I think that uh, if you surrender to the fact that we are storytellers no matter our skin color, then you have a good story on your hands, right. I think, personally.
0: And Lapita, have you found Broadway to be a more sort of welcoming of diversity than, than Hollywood? I mean, I, what's your take on it?
6: Well, I think this
1: is a particularly good season on Broadway when it comes to diversity. Yeah. Uh, but that can be said of the year that 12 Years a Slave came out. You know, we had The Butler, and there was Fruitvale Station, and uh, what else? There was a number of. Oh, man, of and a uh, yeah, long walk to freedom. So, you know, the, these things happen in b- both industries. The question becomes when does diversity not become the headline but the norm? Right. Yeah. That's right. when we don't have to talk about it, when it's just the way things are. Mm-hmm. And that's a time that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to living in. Well,
0: well, that's what Leslie Odom Jr. was saying recently, that it's great now, but two seasons from now will be interesting, well, yeah. or three <laughs> seasons from now, just to see if you know, if it is an aberration or the, or, or, it becomes... And it's not only race though, right? I mean, I think that no. in, in, in many ways Broadway just seems to be more open to ideas, different sorts of people and ages and all kinds of things. And for those of you who have been working on Broadway for years, uh, why do you think that may be the case? I mean, Jessica, do you have a take on that?
2: Well, I mean, I think in the, you know, in the library of American plays or any plays, English, whatever, whatever play, um, you have stories. You know, these are the stories that are being told, and it's not being catered to audiences, specific audiences, the way like film is. You know, now they talk about, you know, the 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 audience for for film is what post pubescent teenage yeah, boys or so it's like I mean, 18 to you know. 34 yeah, yeah so they're not going to want to come see you know long days journey tonight maybe yeah but i think with theater it is just traditionally covered a lot of ground and it's not being you, you know it's not being presented in a way that is actually catering to the audience who is catering to who is going to buy these tickets and come see this, Mm -hmm. not only come see it once, but come see it multiple times, which is why these franchises have taken off to the extent they have. But, you know, I mean, I I, I just think that's the nature of theater Mm -hmm. as opposed to film. Mm.
0: Do you think, and I want to ask Michelle, and Jessica, and anyone else here, but I mean, I think because you guys essentially made your name on television or film, do you find that you are, in a sense pushed away from those mediums because the opportunities are now better on the stage than necessarily they are in film for for people that really want to act there don't seem to be a ton of movies coming out of
2: Well this is really surprising yeah. cuz I had this conversation with Michelle a couple yeah. of days ago and I was very Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you got something. To say. Because I was stunned when she said it. I mean yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm used to not at this age at my you know point in my career and my life and at the age I am not to have a plethora of opportunities. There just aren't. Oh, you sucks. know. But I was stunned when Michelle said she hadn't read a good script for...
7: That's been my experience, yeah. yeah. Mm. The parts, the material, the plays that I read, I mean this play specifically was undeniably so much better than anything that I had come across in film that it actually made the decision like quite easy. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is I want to play great parts i want to work with great words i want to play great characters it's really the only way that it makes work joyful Mm -hmm. is when you're not trying to sort of fix something when you're just trying to rise to something something. When you're just trying to when you look at something that's so great and you just think like how am i going to be how am i going to rise to that how am i going to have to like train myself prepare myself better myself to meet that part that's what i want to do and I haven't had those opportunities for a long time in a meaningful way in film. So, and I see those opportunities over and over again with theater. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I came back. And also to keep getting better at it. I mean, that's the thing that I found with Cabaret, the growth that I experienced in that year was like nothing I'd ever really had in my life. I learned so much. I walked out of that like a much different actor. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that experience. I want that experience again and again and again. And this I is mean, the place where I'm I
2: mean, always ask, what, you know, I mean, I, it, it, isn't it hard? How can you do this every day? But the fact is, when you have something to play, mm. it's yes. so much easier uh-huh. than uh-huh. trying to make something out of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, really. Then really when you is. have it there on the page and you're in the rehearsal, you, like Michelle says, you rise to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there's nothing there,
1: yeah, and you right. can, you get to a point. You've done. I've done Eclipsed now f- or for 23 weeks altogether mm-hmm. and I still find new things mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. Yes. that's what keeps it joyful on a daily basis because on one one day I might find something new and bring it to the table, on another day one of my co-stars has right. mm-hmm. found something yeah. new so I have mm-hmm. something new to fight against mm-hmm. to, to try and win Ooh. over. And so it's, it's infinitely interesting. Mm-hmm. And Jessica brought up like the, the, the canon of work in the theater is such that you can find a great part and it doesn't matter that it was played in London mm-hmm. two weeks ago, you can take it and do it again.
2: Whereas in film, you don't have that. That's yeah. true. But also uh, I think the great parts, I mean, having done this now for, oh, this is my 40th year acting, God. Jesus, I should quit. <laughs> no. um, is that at every age, yeah. there's a great role right. for yeah. you to play. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. that is not true in it's film. True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. I'd like to ask all of you, because my, my sense is one of the things people say they love about the theater recurrently is this idea of the feedback of the audience, the whole mm-hmm. live experience. Yeah. And so based on that, I want to ask each of you, we'll just go around the horn, what is the moment in your show when you most feel the audience, you're getting the feedback, that means the most to you, Lupita?
1: Oh my goodness, it's gonna be so hard to pick. Mm -hmm. We, our show has attracted a lot of first-time theatergoers, which has been quite an interesting (laughs) experience (laughs) for us. As far Um, as
4: etiquette is concerned?
1: (laughs) We have, we often have audiences that really participate in our show. And you hear the laughs, you hear the sighs, Sometimes, I mean, there's a moment in the show, at the end of the show, not to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, but my character has to make a decision which direction she's gonna go. And, you know, sometimes people actually call
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. They give me advice. (laughs) (laughs) Interactive theater. But in but some ways, isn't that so beautiful? I mean, they're yeah, so they're so yeah. not, yeah. They're so not okay. editing themselves. Yeah. And in every other part of our world right now, people are always editing themselves yeah. and making themselves look one way, more this or that or the yeah. other. Like they are yeah. literally just experiencing something and getting it right back. Into, yeah. yeah, it's impulsive.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. talk to the directly to the audience uh. and as well. And so that is, I always have something to report. Every <laughs> time uh, Laura,
0: how about
3: you? <laughs> My favorite part of the show. There's a scene before I sing vanilla ice cream Um, that's very funny and the audience knows a secret that I don't know and that's always great because I think they love they love that they love having that secret and they find a lot of joy in in the humor of it but we actually had a group of school kids come to see the show who had never been to the theater before and they were yelling things at first they were so bored they were on their phones they were so annoyed and by the end, they were like at the edge of their seat and yelling, yelling things oh, out. And wow. it was amazing. I mean, if grownups yelled things out, I'd be yeah, like, get yeah, out. Right. But for these yeah. you know, teenagers yeah. to be so involved in yeah. the story, yeah. I found, it, to me, it was so beautiful. It was yeah. my favorite show we've done. Sure, mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm. This is gonna sound very strange, but my favorite part was my entrance. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, and, but this, here's why. Um, I made some very strange choices in a show that is, it, it there's not much room to add much more, and I decided that my take on Brooke was that she was just trying really, really, really hard. She'd never spoken in anything before, so she was the actress that was mouthing along everybody else's <laughs> lines with them mm. because she memorized the whole page. Yeah. She counted all of her steps because she knew that's where she was supposed to be. and. I, my entrance. Sometimes. I counted my steps and stood and started mouthing people's lines, and I could tell if people understood what I was doing right. so yeah. immediately. Right. Otherwise, it, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I, this is just
4: for me. Right. You know? right. Oh,
0: that's great. That's, great. that's
4: great, Um, Again, I feel like it's it's hard it's hard to pick, but but the moment that that I guess stands out to me right now is my my character's dealing with an abusive partner. And there's a moment in the show, and it's it's become one of those moments that's different every night, where she's that my character starts to reveal that she's done with it, she's had enough. And it's and it's sometimes it's a different moment every night. Sometimes it's when I say I don't love the man anymore, sometimes when it's it's when I say I'm leaving. There's sort of like this almost long speech at the end. And and people pipe up, they either Yell, or they clap, or they, Mm. and and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's 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 dead silence. It's fascinating, but you can tell so much, you can tell so much from their reactions.
0: You hear them with "She Used to Be Mine" as well. That's they're very enthusiastic response to that song, rightfully. Jessica, how about you? What's your moment?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moment in four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. No, I'd have to say, you know, I mean, O'Neill probably wrote the most beautiful ending for a play. I mean, when Mary comes back down, kind of lost in this morphine haze, and she's, you know, she's gone back in time, and she's the young convent girl again, and she's telling, basically, it's kind of this strange thing. She's telling herself this story. That's at least how I imagined it. and you know, it's, she's kind of wraith-like, ghost-like, I mean, it's more like an, almost like an apparition. And of course, I think this is like some of O'Neill's best writing, which says a lot, actually. But (laughs) to end on that note, yeah, I fell in love with James Tyrone and was so happy for a time. I mean, it's like one of the great ending lines, I think, in all of theater, and you know, the audience, you never know because they've already sat through three hours, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I mean, but there's something about his writing that just like, and you can feel this kind of collective, you know, waiting, like this um, anticipation, this. Maybe they're just waiting for the curtain. No. <laughs> oh. no. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is—it is—it is gorgeous. Uh, right? sure. It is the end of this kind of monumental play. So sure. mm. I always feel fortunate. Mm. Cynthia.
6: Um, basically, every night at the show is like a massive church. Mm. It's like. Church every time, and people are shouting out pe- from the beginning. Wow. People are shouting out. People are yelling. Hands are going up in the air the whole mm. nine yards. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, we there's a moment in I'm Here. Mm. Uh, we'll, I finish the song, and it's happened a lot. People get to their feet,
8: mm. Mm.
6: which I I thought was a fluke the first time it happened so discounted it didn't think anything of it went on with the show but it's happened time and time again wow. so i guess there's something in hearing someone say i've had enough of this and i want a change and i am enough that i guess speaks to a lot of people people mm-hmm. want to hear it people want to say it people want her to say it mm-hmm. you get to the. End of the show where Mr, again, not to spoil it for her, Mr asks Celie to marry her. And every time someone goes, (laughs) god! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just get one, and it was always it will always be like one or two voices. What? And everyone will be like, oh, no, 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 no. No. The, no. the whole way through. So it's, yeah. from that from, you know, from the That's beginning okay. you're hearing shouting out and right. you know everything, but like, but that moment is hilarious because there's always a silence. I always yeah. the silence. And someone just cannot, they the can't yeah, feel yeah. it. Yeah. And just they're trying not to say anything. Yeah. And then the moment they hear it, they're like, no, <laughs> okay, okay. just out of the audience. There's just the two of us, Isaiah and I, who are just looking, just wait for a second, wait for a
0: second, we'll get to the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll it a minute, get, minute. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle, is there a moment? Okay. I mean, I think the audience is so stunned. You guys bust out there, and for 90 minutes, nonstop, pretty much, it's it's like a rocket's gone off. So is there a moment, though, when you can even pause long enough to sense the audience's presence in your show?
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ours is interactive. All, somebody said the other night at a certain moment, somebody said, oh, my God, disgusting. <laughs> 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 yeah. Audibly? Yeah. You could Audibly. Hear I really? heard, oh, my wow. God, disgusting. <laughs> and there's a lot of, there's like reveals in our play, so there are like gasps right. and, yeah. and mm-hmm. laughs, but uh, the thing to me probably that stands out is uh, in the middle of the play, I have a six-and-a-half-page monologue and then Jeff has oh a monologue. Could. And in wow. those monologues, it's like what Jessica was saying, there's like this collective agreement that the audience makes mm-hmm. to listen even more intently than they have been and there's like a silence that happens yeah. and there's no coughing and there's yeah. no rustling. Yeah. And yeah. when it's happens, really yeah. something, it gives me the chills now yeah. thinking about it. It's really beautiful. And yeah. like sometimes we sort of have to like remember to just like keep pushing and not just sort of sit there and like listen to like this like incredible silence that's yeah. fallen over. And then when the monologue's are over, people, you know are people again and they caught me and that you realize that they have agreed as an audience to just mm-hmm, be there. To just yeah. really be there and that's to like amazing. Yeah, and I, I, Appreciate
2: it. I feel bad. I mean, the only non-interactive.
7: <laughs> ah! yeah. I'm gonna come once my play closes. like, you're you gonna go start yelling. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go get rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Don't go upstairs. Don't, up do Don't do it. It
0: wasn't. A, I mean, wasn't Long Days written not to be performed supposedly, mm-hmm. right? So maybe really? there was
2: not a, to be performed when not to be performed. performed. Really?
0: He's oh, explicitly wow. said, Yeah. Right?
2: He wrote it. Well, uh, not until after been... No, he wrote it and didn't want it published until t- mm. 25 years after his death, I think. Twenty five years actually. Yeah. And never to be performed.
0: Because it's really about his <gasps> <What>? family, <gasps> yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. wow. That would be awkward. Wow. Um, wow. So, awkward. <laughs> let me ask you guys: when you're playing characters that go through such emotional journeys like these do, um, yeah, when you I'm go like... home, <laughs> 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 when 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 you go home at the end of these shows. And, you know, Laura, in your case, people kind of leave on a high. Mm-hmm. In some of these other cases, that's that's not applicable. <laughs> um, what is the, put it
1: are there. you able
0: to, you know, just turn it off? You step out in, onto the street, you're back in Times Square with all the wackos that are out there. Yeah. You can just go back to being yourself. Or is there a sort of decompression period that needs to happen?
4: I want to hear what everyone else has to say. Yeah. I want some tips. <laughs> 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 Um, I, I kind of
6: need to step out of her quite quickly uh, otherwise I don't know if I would be able to go on with the night. Sometimes it takes a, a long time. Sometimes it takes ages. I will have worn down and I'll, I'll be speaking to people and still be sort of like in my head. Uh, other times it's really easy and I'll get out of her and it'll be fine. Sometimes I'll get home and just for no reason burst into tears crying over something random. Yeah. Um, it just it depends on the day. Sometimes you're more susceptible because you're open and you, ca- you can't close the faucet real quick. It just takes its time. It's like a drip instead. Mm-hmm. Other times it's really quickly close the door and, be, and, and out. Um, it just depends on the, how you started, right. I think. Show.
0: I mean, I I see you guys are are not the happiest of campers when you're taking your bows. Uh, can you can you can you move on <laughs> quickly? Look <laughs> well? It looks. looks <laughs> um,
7: maybe I should cover. It. Maybe I should put on a big smile. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Do it might be jarring. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would feel disingenuous yeah. to yeah. yeah. sort of. But I, maybe
2: it's. Maybe it's, I don't know. Or you could do, who was the great, who was it? Uh, Theater of the of the Absurd back in the 60s and 70s? Used to come out after a performance. Was it Charles Bush or who was it? And, and act as though he had no idea the audience was there. Oh, I think it was Charles <laughs> Bush, yes. <laughs> yeah. You've been here this right. whole time? <laughs> you saw <laughs> this? It was great, it was so great. That's, <laughs> great. That's <laughs> amazing. amazing. <laughs> That's like, oh my <laughs> God, you've been watching so much. Well.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I do find the entrance and the exit, though, to the theater, like the prep, the space itself, like the preparation for the space, the use of the space, really important. Like, I do what I love here. Like, it's good to remember, as difficult as it is and as sort of like agonizing and as much dread as like you spend your day in thinking, like this is what I'm going to go do. This is really what I'm going to go do. That I try to remember. Like, I try and like make the theater a place where I am free. Like, I get to do the things that I love there. And so I. Do those kind of like rituals before the show and after the show to really mark it? It's like this is my space. Like the rest Thank of you. my life is my life, which is. <laughs> but this is like I only do what I love here. Right. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Does
0: anybody else sort of do something to demarcate the beginning
1: and end? When we were at the public, I it, it this play was very 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 taxing on my soul, and I couldn't face people afterwards. It took time to build the stamina, and just the stamina for my heart. And so after the show, I would head home and just keep to myself. And um, upon moving to Broadway, I had that run. As like a test drive, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm able to come off of it sooner. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the same thing. I'll go through these rituals, and then God help all my friends, right. you know, and people <laughs> in my right. life because I don't right. know when it's gonna right. come right. out of. It's not yeah. what's know. gonna trigger. the...
7: Oh, it's the worst <laughs> when you're like just having like in the middle of your day, and then like you get some sort of strange. You bust your toe, and then it's attacked over. because yeah. of the or the character you've been working so deeply on it that like it starts to come out. Yeah. in all the wrong places right. and at like right. very unexpected times you're like oh no that's her that's not right. you are not trash <laughs> michelle you are not trash you will not wind up in the trash that's una that's in the trash <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I have to like really talk no 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 separate it separate it right. <laughs>
0: yeah. all right well with our last minute or so here we're going to do something fun it's rapid fire first Uh-oh. thing that comes to your <laughs> all right just shout it out first thing that comes to your mind
4: everybody would just jump in don't oh. don't
0: be shy most annoying thing audience audiences do.
4: Critical bottles, cell uh, phone. Out, in,
0: like, I can't do it.
5: Emails, anything lighting up in your lap. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad Potato
7: that happens t- in your guys' shows. Oh. Too. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, and oh it's gosh. always it's the quietest first. moments. Like always. It's, I
4: was, I was watching someone I was watching someone unwrap a cellophane bag of candy. Yeah. yeah. Why? Last night I think Why? and she's looking at her husband like this is this is bad. <laughs> uh, Yeah. You're like, yes it, it is. So, and yes, it I do to look at be like I did
0: yeah, that. I is. had to <laughs> stop the show we for see. a
4: cell phone <laughs> ring. Okay, next. Thoughts yeah. so about sorry. entrance applause? Oh, no. Awkward. No, weird. No. But lovely oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather yeah. not get it, though?
6: Yeah. Well, the thing is, right. I, I've had both. You, yeah. you, you, we started where there wasn't, and now there is. Mm. I don't know. I, like, I, f- I feel like i Because you're in the character. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't start. know if that applaud, that entrance applause is for the character or for the person. Right.
5: Yeah. Well, at least it didn't just go the good. opposite well, way. Well, I it. mean, I, I, you
2: know, it's a, it's, yeah. I mean, you just have to kind of, you you take that beat, yeah. and then it's like this kind of suspended, mm. and then it's and like then you it just, just right. continue. Yeah. Slide,
0: yeah. Right. Uh, non-friend or relative attendee whose presence at your show has meant the most to you. your
7: friend
0: Yes. Not somebody friend you don't. Somebody you don't know. You wouldn't just go hang out with.
7: That, you mean just somebody that you don't know that don't, shows up at like the no, show? I really, really, no. you Maybe you've heard of Now them, I think Jessica's whatever. my friend. But when she wasn't my <laughs> <Right>. friend,
0: Jessica... <laughs> <laughs> I always come to see the show. <laughs> She's one of my most favorite. Uh, okay, come on. Don't be shy, don't be shy. Uh,
4: Gina Rodriguez
0: came to cool. see the show all right.
4: I had a lovely stagehand that I'd worked with before, and I know he wasn't there for me, but I just, like, I saw him in the audience during previews, and I was like, oh my God, you're here. Like, yeah. that really heartened me, someone right. that I had worked with. And
3: yeah. My husband is not an actor, and all of his, like, bros from college oh, who had right. never been to Broadway before, all, like, 12 of them came. They called it Bros Night on Broadway, and that meant a lot to me. I thought that's that was really wrong. sweet.
0: Mm. Oddest thing in your dressing room?
5: An espresso machine. That's not odd. Yeah. That's, that's a not odd. odd.
4: That's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's oh,
6: particularly odd. It's a big frame that I've put uh, like uh, the, what, what is this line that you put in uh, that you can hang your washing on? Oh, Instead, yeah. I put like cards and yeah, and, like the little yeah, on I love that. Minus M and M's with my
3: face on them
0: <laughs> that somebody
3: yes. sent me. That's yeah. cool. You have those. I have pages. <laughs> <laughs> I just hand paint them
0: okay. backstage. What do you do, or what what you do during intermission?
4: Eat an apple. Pee and sit down. <laughs> yeah, steam, steam. I, sit steam.
1: Down, I listen to Old Man River.
4: Huh. Do you really?
1: I do. Because Nobody Because feel I feel yeah. five, five minutes. You Anyone yeah. specifically? Okay. No. Old Man River. Oh, which, which version? Yeah, like I listen okay. to any version of Old Man oh, that's River. That's mm-hmm. that right. Too.
0: thing you do on your day off
2: panels this. With actresses yeah. that we love. <laughs> <laughs> we love no. put on, you know, makeup and so, get your hair done right, and, right. and talk about what you do. Yeah.
0: The yeah. number of performances per week you wish your show had. 6 seven. 6 6, Six. 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 Or 7. And which would be the change, which one would be dropped? The no
4: matter. Double shows or which chain, every yeah, double
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Double shows. Yeah. Especially Lastly, you. what you would be doing if you were not an actress?
3: Therapist. Massage therapy.
0: <gasps>
2: Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I massage therapy? Uh, really? I think I think would be enough. It seems like you can handle well, that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I might still be a waitress, I don't oh. know. That's the only other yeah. job I ever had. So that's what you were doing before
5: King Kong? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to be a chef. I like feeding
7: people. Good. Oh. Yeah. I like that. You Phoebe. Be what I already am, a mom. There yeah. You go. All right. Well, we
0: so appreciate you guys being here. I know it's not Yay. the top thing you'd probably like to be doing on on your day but we. It's really pretty awesome. It it's cool. pretty great. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think we're right. hanging out <laughs> with well, Thank, Thank you.
3: Thank
4: you. Congratulations. Thanks. You. Well. Very much. Thank you.